Uh, hey, future Paul, how was your Thanksgiving? <laughs> I can tell you exactly how my Thanksgiving. My Thanksgiving was awesome because uh, we ate Chinese food and watched superhero movies. Oh, that, that's how awesome my Thanksgiving was. See, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to talk about a boogie book and I'm going to play one. turkey no no dressing no turkey no turkey soup no turkey pot pie <laughs> all gone all gone no turkey tetrazzini turkey a la king sandwiches turkey, turkey a la king <laughs> did you have uh chinese turkey there may it's have been smiling I, at me it's smiling at me yeah speaking there of may, all the speaking of all those references that we're making we're better off dad with paul and steve and uh i have not seen the new christmas movie christmas movie it's called it's called a christmas movie story movie movie story uh, a christmas story christmas christmas story christmas movie yes yes christmas christmas movie story wait what is it christmas a Christmas story, story Christmas movie. Mo no, there's no movie in it. Literally, oh, okay. there's, no, there's, no plot, there's no plot either. Just, there's no movie in it. So without any spoilers, because it, it probably one of those things where it wouldn't spoil anything because you can pretty much guess what probably goes on. Mm -hmm. What uh, what are they going for here in this well, new movie? It, it's It's a... Hallmark movie. If you ever watched a Hallmark Christmas movie, that's pretty much what it is. He's from the big city. She's from the farm. <laughs> <laughs> you're not. Yeah, you're not too far off. They start out hating each other, but by the end of the movie, sparks will fly. <laughs> this <Melissa> Christmas, Joan Hart, <laughs> come to the farm for Christmas. <laughs> I guess in this case, it's come back to where it all started in Holman, Indiana. <laughs> The original was it was set in the forties, like you know when we grew up. <laughs> yes. If anybody who's been following us for any amount of time knows, <laughs> famously, like when we first saw that movie, we were like, "Oh, this is this is interesting because it's basically about our childhood and like when yeah. we grew up." Why do all the cars look really old? And then, <laughs> like you watch it, and then you go, "Wait a minute." So then the internet comes along. I looked it yeah. up. I'm like, it takes place in the 40s. Yeah, it's and like it post looks... World War II. <laughs> and I'm just like, that was my chat. It felt the color, even the color, the tone, everything was like Springfield Township. Yeah, right down Michigan to the Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right down to Scott Farkas. <laughs> And and getting beat up in the and you know Scott Farkas. I don't know. I haven't seen the uh, sequel, but I'm assuming Scott Farkas becomes a cop. Okay, you didn't Google that, did you? No, I did not. He 100 percent does. <laughs> <laughs> I almost messages like, dude, Scott Farkas became a cop. Of course he did. <laughs> and I and I can the reason I thought of that is because we were we were messaging the other day about Bruce Kluge, and I'm like, when you said. 
it even had the Scott Farkas's. I'm like, yeah, Bruce Kluge. And, uh, and then you told me he became a cop. And I'm like, I am not shocked at all. <laughs> and then it just now occurred to me, oh, I bet Scott Farkas became a cop. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So, well, for the for the three people in the world who haven't seen it, I'll I'll lay the plot out real quick for you. Basically, um, it takes place in the '70s at some point, and um, the old man has passed away. So Ralphie and his wife and two kids go back to Holman to like console their you know his mom who was played by a different actress actress even though the original actress is still alive i don't know what happened there um he's for he he has to write the obituary for the paper all the while trying to like you know basically turn christmas not into a time when of like sorrow but try to make it the best possible christmas to put positive memories into it and everything and uh he gets, he has to write the obituary for his dad, and meanwhile he's a failed writer trying to get a book published, and no one will, no one will buy it. And like, so it goes along. He meets he 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 re, he meets up with uh, Flick and what the other kid's name is. Uh, Scott Farkas shows up. They're they're that they go they basically they hit all the same beats that happen in the in the Christmas Story movie. They even go to the see santa claus and there's a weird kid in front of them and like so they go christmas shopping they get all their christmas and of course then a tragedy happens and they're they have to make do with what they've got and then in the end there's a big you know it turns out that uh the old man had gone christmas shopping before he died and got the kids everything they wanted and everybody and then the phone rings and what had happened was the, I guess this is no longer spoiler free. Um, the phone rings, it's the newspaper. What had happened was his, his, he wrote a story called My Old Man about his dad. Well, they put that in the paper and then the the paper calls him on Christmas day because apparently they're in the office on Christmas day in the 1940s or 70s. And they're like, hey, do you want a job? Blah, blah, blah. And they all they all live happily ever after. My favorite part is that you waited until after the spoilers to go, oh, yeah, there were some spoilers in what I just said. <laughs> I mean, no, you know, no, nobody, uh, you're nothing if not a flounter of convention. A flounter? Flounter. <laughs> you're like, I know, I know. Spoiler alert, you usually say it ahead of time, but not this time around. Anyway, well, what? I, so I, I tried not to, but then it just started coming out. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> so the original Christmas story, uh, obviously really good. Uh, and A we loved, loved it. Classic. We loved classic. So the sequel, there, there've been several sequels, right? There's been, there's been one sequel prior to this one. Okay. I don't like sequels to movies. I absolutely loved as a, mm -hmm. as, you know, I can't say as a kid, cause didn't it come out in like 85 or something like that? 83. 83 okay yeah so yeah. we weren't much more than kids yeah um i just generally don't like it uh because mm -hmm. it, because it's always one of those oh we had such a good time let's try to recapture that feeling that we got when we watched it and generally it these things miss big right so well the reason why the reason why um 
the the sequel was called A Summer Story. The reason why and that came out in 94, the reason why that one's good and this one isn't is because Christmas Story was based on a bunch of short stories in in two different bo- in, in two books that this person wrote and they kind of blended them together to make the movie a Christmas Story. When they made A Summer Story, um it didn't it didn't try to basically hit all the same beats that that a Christmas story did. And it was more stories out of those books. And it basically told the story of this of Ralphie's summer vacation. There was no coattail writing in that movie. None there weren't even any none of the same actors and actresses were even in that movie. <laughs> then this one comes along, and the reason why this one, in my humble opinion, or my not so humble opinion, this one sucks so bad because they literally just went back and did exactly what you said let's let's just redo that so they hit all the beats but they do it with ralphie as an adult as opposed to being a kid and they spent half the movie is flashbacks to the original movie they had literal scenes from the original movie in there nice it was it was like, what are you trying to do? We all get it. Okay, there's nobody, everybody loves Darren McGavin as the dad. The old man was probably the best part of the whole movie, which is hard to say because that whole movie is the best part of the whole movie. We get it. You know, if you want to make it about him having passed away, fine, that's great. But for God's sake, you know, maybe don't show classics because all that's making me do is go, I, I want to, I'm going to go watch the original now. Because the, I don't know what this was. And this thing was an hour and a half, hour and 40 minutes long. And in, in an hour and a half, right smack in the middle, there was one one thing was funny and it caught me off guard. One damn thing. Whereas when you start watching Christmas Story from frame one, <laughs> you, you know, if you're not laughing at it, you're remembering, you know, like in our case, you're remembering our childhood back in the 40s. The thing that Christmas story did Christmas story capitalized on the, on, on the era that they lived in. This was just like, Oh, well it's the seventies, you know, there's seventies cars and haircuts. They didn't capitalize on anything that was going on in the seventies. Didn't Scott Farkas uh, have PTSD from uh, his tour of duty in, in Nam? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't brush on that. Apparently Nam didn't Dang happen. It. And you know, I guess he probably would have gone to Korea. They probably all would have gone to Korea. Some they maybe you know Hawkeye should have done a a cameo. (laughs) (laughs) Hey kids, they could and right down to they even Trapper John MD or something. They even they even still have the old radio in the house. So they're listening to like remember how when we were I don't know if they did that when you were when we were kids that that you remember, but like there were like Santa sleigh sightings like on the radio and stuff. Oh yeah. They would do like that. But I'm like, you're not going to have the TV on at all going like, <laughs> the war rages on in Vietnam today. <laughs> you know, while they're trying to have a family get together and there's showing footage from the tail end of Vietnam. We should but, do yeah. a, a Christmas story story movie of our own where we, <laughs> where it's the 80s. Uh, Scott Farkas, um, you know, has already killed three black people. <laughs> <laughs> the, the three that moved into Holman by accident. Yeah, right. Exactly. 
Ralphie's been laid off from his middle management job because of downsizing, <laughs> right sizing. Um, anyway, uh, the and oh, it could be oh, you know, it could be a mashup of "It's a Wonderful Life" and a Christmas Story reunion in the '80s, and like the town rich guy, like is screwing over the Ralphie family. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and then Ralphie like wishes wishes he'd never been born or something, and then the flashbacks go back to the '40s. Uh, showing showing Scott Farkas like killing his little brother or something because he wasn't there to protect him. <laughs> uh, who's writing this down? Is anybody writing this down? <laughs> well, well, anyway. we're recording it, so we'll have it for posterity. One of the one of the of the many things to like about the dad, one of the things, and I say like almost ironically a little bit, is that I don't know what kind of job he had, some kind of office job it seemed. Yeah, like low level office job let's mm-hmm. say. And he was able to buy a house, a big, nice car, um, really great, you know, Christmas for the yeah. family. Um, and that wouldn't happen today. No. He probably <laughs> can't do made that today. A, he probably made like $150 a week, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And what single income family, gigantic four door, which, you know, now he was also cheap though. I remember. But mm-hmm. still, he he man, you know, he managed to have all that on. Yeah, you're never gonna do that now. That's not even a thing. And the furnace was a clinker. We know that. <laughs> <laughs> I tell my kids, I'm like, your dad had a coal chute in his house. <laughs> That's how long ago your dad was a kid. <laughs> right. You know the. Um, so how was we always we say it a lot? Like the Christmas story was like our childhood. But in what ways was a Christmas story like Paul and Steve's childhood in Springfield Township? <laughs> uh, let's see, bullies, stray dogs, um, <laughs> candy. So, so one of the things that sense of when you go outside and it's really cold, like so cold your boogers freeze. Mm. Um, that was that was a common occurrence. And then at some point, and you know, we went outside for recess. It didn't matter what the weather was like. Yeah. They it's booted sp- your ass. There may have been one or two times when they made us stay in, but, uh, you know. I think maybe once when there was a tornado coming and once when it was hailing. I think those were the two times. <laughs> 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 but I actually had, I mean, I went out for, and this is, I don't know if it was close to Christmas. It must have been because it was cold out. Mm-hmm. But I was outside. I was probably in fourth grade. Mr. C, was he fourth grade? Yes. Psychanic. Yeah. Right. Um, I was outside at recess, cold, so cold. And, you know, the kind of cold where your legs get numb Mm -hmm. because all we had was thin hand-me-down jeans (laughs) Mm -hmm. or whatever. And uh, we're playing King of the Hill. And, you know, I was holding my own. I wasn't doing great because it was fourth graders, fifth graders, sixth graders all, you know, playing on the same hill. Mm -hmm. And... I somehow managed for a brief moment to make it to the top of the hill. Mm. And I was like king of the hill for a moment, right? If you, <laughs> you guys don't know, king of the hill is it's amazing what we came up with to pass the time. It's basically <laughs> there's a pile of snow and whoever's standing on top is the king. And everybody else's job is to try to get them off of the hill so that you can be on top and be the king of the hill. Meanwhile, just, everybody's throwing each other off of the hill. So. Yeah, just, just imagine Iwo Jima 
just without machine guns and <laughs> sand and freezing cold. That is king of the hill. And <laughs> you know, it's not, before it was a popular cartoon for adults. It, yeah. So I, for one brief shining moment, was king of the hill. It, you know, even though my nose was cold and my ears were brittle and my thighs felt like two frozen hams. Um, I, I was very proud for a moment until somebody, of course, dislodged me because that's what you do. So I was yeah, dislodged right. from the hill, rolled to the bottom of the hill. And when I stood up, there were five kids standing around me ready to fight. Why? I have no idea. Like, I, I have no recollection. Uh, you know, the game's going on. You know, people are throwing mm -hmm. each other. For some mm -hmm. reason, when they threw me off of the hill, uh, they decided they wanted to fight. So. I'm there fighting like five guys, right? <laughs> I spot out of the corner of my eye, one of our neighbors, Eddie Smith, right? Uh -huh. And I thought, oh, good, an ally, right? He'll help. Mm. He comes over and joins in. Yep. <laughs> and now he's fighting me. And I'm like, what the heck? I thought we were, were from the same neighborhood. You're supposed to be on my side. Mm -mm. Um, well, that's, you know, we were no longer friends after that, of course. But... <laughs> We were fighting, and then Bruce Kluge, who was in sixth grade at the time. Yeah, he's a couple years older than us. Yeah. Comes along with his big clodhopper boots and just starts kicking me in the thighs. You know, the near frostbitten <laughs> <laughs> frozen hams, right? And it was just, he was just lighting up my thighs, and I was just, like, doing the best I could to push him off, you know? I was doing all right. I was up again. It was me against, like, five dudes, right? Yeah. You got a story to tell, that's for sure. So then Mr. Saganic comes out, and uh, I swear to God, let's see, this is why that movie's so visceral. Because mm -hmm. you remember when when Ralphie is lighting up Scott Farkas, right? He's mm -hmm. not, not he's just, just, his glasses flew off, you know? Yep, <laughs> yep. And he's just brother picks him up. beating the tar out of him, right? And it wasn't until his mom shows up and, like, pulls him off of him and says, everything's going to be okay. Then the waterworks fly, right? It's like yep. a it's like a fountain. Like he just starts crying. Same thing happened to me. As yeah. soon as Mr. C gets there, I was holding my own against these kids, right? Mm -hmm. Older kids at that. Yeah. Um, as Older soon as Mr. Bigger. C gets out there and breaks it all up and starts leading me back to toward the school, I lost it. I was yeah. just bawling, right? Well, that's because you're not that person <clears throat> and the adrenaline has to go somewhere. And the reality of what you just did kicked in. That's not who you are. Yeah. And that's yeah. why we do it. That was a nice Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> the um we had the sled, like the sled that they had. Uh we had that one year because my dad, I believe he won either a football pool or liar's poker on their check, you know, where you use your the numbers on your check. And we had a good Christmas that year. We woke up the next morning. It's like Santa brought all this stuff. We woke up Christmas morning. Santa brought all this stuff. There's like sleds and like all kinds of good stuff, right? And mm -hmm. like we never, we always only got one or two things, right? And uh, like we would ask Santa for something and, and it would be sort of curated. Like they would guide us toward what to ask Santa for. Yeah. So we didn't ask for too much, right? Yeah. This year we got all this stuff we didn't even ask for. And I'm like, <laughs> there we really love is a Santa. <laughs> but how does Santa know we wanted this stuff, right? He's taking a risk here, right? <laughs> but yeah, gambling really paid off that year. <laughs> See, my dad was my dad never gambled like that. Mm. He was too worried he'd lose his shirt. So 
that's the beauty of like liars poker is like it's only a couple bucks but you get enough people pay uh paying into it you could yeah. win quite a bit by just putting in one or two dollars you know mm-hmm. i mean i'm sure he did mm-hmm. but if he did he never told us and we never saw any of it so and one year uh this was football season there was a they were betting he was betting he was in a football pool and you know mm-hmm. those pools work like you get a single digit and if the score the the second digit of the score if it matches the digits you have you win you know whatever a few hundred bucks or whatever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i remember one year it was like like a minute or so left in the quarter and i was like man if they just score here and then miss the extra point you'll win and that's exactly what ended up happening <laughs> and, and uh they made me feel like I caused my dad to win. And so <laughs> we went out to eat at the fanciest restaurant we ever uh, tended to go to, which was called La Cuisine. Oh, La Cuisine. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was like a, that we thought that was an urban legend or a, sub- <laughs> or a suburban legend. We didn't think it was an actual place. And I was allowed to order an extra Coke mm. because Damn. I had caused my dad to win. So. <laughs> <laughs> So that was my uh, early education on gambling. Yeah, see, and this is why this is why you know our kids think that's when we grew up because that's what it was like. You know, the world is a lot different than it was when we were little. But when I remember the crazy thing is, I remember um, being like, okay, elementary school and seeing mo- like cars from like the fifties on the street. Mm-hmm. So like when you watch. Oh, yeah. When you so when you watch like a a show or a movie that's based in the seventies, all right, mm-hmm. you're watching a movie based in the seventies. Yeah. And then you watch a movie made in the seventies. Yeah. There, there's more like the the cars are more accurate because they're you know people oh, like right. people today driving around in a twenty year old car right would be like what a two thousand two, whereas yeah. in the seventies it had been like a car from like the fifties. You don't see them in the newer movies based in the seventies. So I have like these, I get these weird, like little shuddery flashbacks when I watch these, when I watch movies from the seventies. And that's a great point. It's true. I mean, the the other thing is, is, um, we were watching, um, what was the movie? Uh, I think it was, uh, rabid or something like that. It was just really, really crazy horror movie from the seventies. And, uh, like I was talking to Amy about, it. I'm like, there's something about mo- movies from this time period. Like you can smell them. <laughs> and she goes, yeah, they smell like steel. And I looked at her. I'm like, yes, that's exactly the 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 thing that clicks in my brain is like a metallic smell. Hmm. And then it occurred to me, you don't get that when you watch like, say, if they made a movie today about the 1970s, you don't get that. But we're watching the actual time period. And I think my brain is just remembering all the lead fumes in the air, and that's what I'm smelling. If that makes any sense. <laughs> that's a good theory. Um, I, you raise a good point, though, about um, it, it triggered two thoughts. One is period films that forget that um, when the 70s style was invented, that didn't mean everybody just threw everything away right, right? Right. <laughs> from before. So when you see... Like I used to think old people just wore their pants up high, right? It's just like <laughs> when you get old, yep. for some reason, the pants got to come up to your armpits, right? Yep. When in reality, and then you go watch a movie made in, say, the 40s, 50s, 
That's how they wore their pants. Like yeah. everybody, that's how they wore their pants. So it, of it's course, because the, the 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 cost of material for a tie was really expensive. <laughs> yeah, it's more expensive than, than pants. pants. <laughs> yeah, it's cheaper than a zipper. Um, so that's just how they wore their pants. So of course, old people like when we're old, we're going to be different because we tend to yeah. not hang on to the past, right? Of course, I'm wearing. I say that as I'm wearing a hoodie that I've had now for five years, but. Um, the, the reality is we will let our kids give us like if our kids come up to us and go, dude, that's like from the 2000s. Yeah. You got to you got to let that go. We'll be like, yeah. oh, OK, what should I do? And so concert shirt, dad. You, you... <laughs> and so cars and, and and buildings and stuff like like a building like we were in. Um, we were in a hospital recently where they had preserved the it's it had been newly built, but they had preserved part of the old hospital. And so that the brick, the way the brick was, that kind of smooth beige brick, you know, mm-hmm. um, it was, I was just like, why am I nostalgic for this? This building was built in like, you know, 1910 or something. Like, why am I, I can't be nostalgic. Oh, I get it. Because the buildings, when I was a kid, were all built back then. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, it reminds me of my childhood. So we grew up in an area that had not been updated in yes. many years, you know. Yep. Uh, Springfield Township uh, Elementary School, I believe, I could go look at it. I believe was built, was it the 40s? I think it was built. I, I actually have it. I have a cup that shows the old school and new school on mm. the cup. And it says when the when the new school was built. Which was yeah, like 1995 or something like that. Yeah, because originally, originally it was like an all-in-one school because my yeah. my dad went to it, and when it burned down, I think he was in the eighth grade, and they okay. gave him they gave kids the option of going back, and he's like he he'd already had a job at that point, so he's like nah. But yeah, like the 40s. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So your dad was in eighth grade, probably in like the 40s, right? So yeah, something like that. Um, so, and then everything else, because anything new didn't come to Springfield Township until, you know, 10, 20 years later, right? <laughs> yeah, it, tr- it would trickle in slowly on the back of somebody's truck. Yeah. So then it, this is the other thought it triggered, which is uh, back to the nostalgic feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we listen to Christmas songs. And I, I brought this up with my family the other day, and they did what they always do when I bring stuff like this up. They looked at me like with this blank stare, like, what are you even talking about? <laughs> So <laughs> I bet it's a hoot in your house. Man. I'd love to be a fly on the wall at the dinner table. <laughs> it's a good thing we have this podcast because there are a lot of times I think to say something and then I'm like, nah, I'll just save it for the show. Save, <laughs> save it for the show. <laughs> they can listen to the show if they want to hear it because I'm not going to subject myself to these blank stares again. <laughs> or the we don't know what you're talking about. One of them goes like, <coughs> you know, there's a little quiet cough in the auditorium. <laughs> So there's a there's a sale at pennies. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. Um Christmas songs, right? Mm-hmm. They talk about that Christmas songs are always about like, oh, wasn't Christmas great, you know, back in the day. Like I when Christmas comes around, I get that nice feeling about how Christmases used to be, and I just want a Christmas how Christmas was before. And you get all that nostalgia, right? And I thought when was the original that was, you know, what Christmas was like time? And and it occurred to me that music um, didn't spread on a wide scale until 
radio, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it had to be, you know, record players and radio. So it had to be 30s, 40s, 50s that the Christmas songs we hear today that have become popularized had to have been mostly written in those days, right? If you think about when was the last popular Christmas song written, uh, there aren't that many. There's a few, but there aren't that many that have been written recently, right? So they were all written back in the right. 40s, 50s time. If, time yeah, they're, right, all, right? they're all covers of, other, of songs now. Yeah. So the nostalgic Christmas they're talking about was the teens and 20s, right? More than likely, yes. And so we are now sitting here being nostalgic, basically for our childhood, which was basically a time when our parents were trying to recreate their childhood, which is when their parents were trying to recreate. And it just all, it's like turtles all the way down to the Mm -hmm. teens and twenties. We're all sitting here trying to recreate a Christmas from a hundred years ago. Right. Including a Christmas story. Cause that's what that is. It's like, Oh, you know, there's Santa and there's like waking up on Christmas morning and isn't it great. And I'm like, well, what did people a hundred years ago do? Right. Did that, did this Christmas ever really exist is kind of what I'm getting at. Like, are we um, all nostalgic for something that never really existed? Now, there's a word for that. I, there, there's, I forget what that word is called, where you're nostalgic for something that didn't exist. What's the saying about uh, tradition and peer pressure? or what, What's that? The oh, yeah. The, uh, tradition is uh, peer pressure by dead people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty much that. that that's real Christmas right there. <laughs> yeah, Christmas right. Story. Christmas story was the idealized you know, idea of what Christmas should be, but really yes. never, never has been. Well, and, and, you know, we loved it too, because it wasn't perfect. Like he didn't have a perfect Christmas season, right? Like he was grasping for something mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to bring him joy. Right. 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 Um, I, I know I joked about the dad, you know, working a low level office job, but living the life of Riley, right. The middle class, but still the, I mean, they had the, clinker for a furnace and the old timey sink and like it just wasn't even the car like the tires were terrible well i honestly think that's just because the old man was cheap ah yeah i think maybe okay so when was the depression 1930s 30s okay so you figured the dad's middle-aged so he probably remembers you know growing up that way and because that's that that's how my grandparents were on my dad's side Having having survived the depression, they they were so like my 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 grandmother had a pair of uh, house slippers that she duct taped together, as opposed to spending thirty five cents to go buy a new pair of slippers. So they he was just notoriously cheap. Is what I, I didn't grow up during the depression, and I've done that. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Well, what the funny part? The funny part of it was my my dad and my uncle were going off to go Christmas shopping, and my mom and my aunt were at were at their house with with my grandmother, and my my mom made my uncle sneak out and buy her a new pair of slippers, and threw the other ones away. And that old bat went in there and dug out the old slippers and wore those instead of the new ones, and got really mad that she got a new pair of slippers. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, so so you know, so Ralphie's dad wasn't poor by any means. He was just cheap. Yeah, hence, and and that's how I gr- I grew up learning. My the thing I learned about budgeting was you just don't spend any money on anything ever under any circumstances <laughs> until you absolutely have to. <laughs> it sounds, it sounds like my dad. Yeah, 
my dad would uh if if, if you were say if he was going to teach you how to use the lawnmower or use a wrench or a hammer or anything, he let you know exactly how much that thing cost. Mm, and then yeah. I would have to replace it. If you <laughs> like, broke it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, wow. Because it's like, and, and of course he had the famous line about how you didn't cost anything and I can make another one just like you. Like, yeah. <laughs> I know you're joking, dad, but I'm seven. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Grownups, we talk about that all the time. Adults don't get that kids take things seriously and they don't know you're joking, right? Yeah. Like oh, a yeah. watermelon will grow in your stomach if you swallow a, a watermelon seed, yep. right? We're like, ha, ha, ha. Meanwhile, the kid like accidentally swall swallows a watermelon seed and can't sleep for days. Every little tummy, tummy uh, twitch is like, oh no, there's that watermelon growing in my stomach, you know? Meanwhile, you're eating corn on the cob, you know? Yeah. Nobody says anything about <laughs> corn stock growing in your stomach. Corn growing or a hot dog. <laughs> All right. Um, so what are we? We're, I guess, just to bring it home. So you're saying thumbs down on the movie? Is that what you're saying? Well, I'm saying both thumbs down. Don't even both. bother. Just go back. You're only gonna you're you 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 only are watching it for the flashbacks. Go back and watch the original. In a couple of weeks. Or no, you already missed it. Sorry, because during Thanksgiving they run it for 24 hours on like TBS or something like that. <laughs> I already bought it, so I can watch it whenever yeah, I want. I got it on disc too. <laughs> um, yeah. So what my takeaway is: this could be one of those movies that um, your your sensibilities are too finely tuned uh, to be able to enjoy a movie like this. And I love that about you. And I'm going to go watch the movie. And if I like it, I'm not going to say a word. <laughs> so if you're quiet, I'll know you liked it. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing that a lot of people don't understand about me. And if you saw half the shit I have hanging on my walls, I love garbage movies, too. But what I don't like are bad movies. And this was a bad movie. There you have it. <laughs> From Paul and Steve. We're better off, Dad. Just trying to do the right thing when things are hard. And it shouldn't be this hard. <laughs> That's right. <laughs>